Hey guys, welcome to The Crime Couch. I'm your host, Kaylee Campbell, and today we're going to be talking about the incident that caused a lot of disruption in the media in 2017, the case of Skylar Richardson. Serial killers do on a small scale what governments do on a large one. On a, on a large one. Skyler Richardson was an 18-year-old cheerleader from Carlisle, Ohio, where the population of this town was only 5,000 people. In a small town like this, news travels fast, and this is exactly what 18-year-old Skyler wanted to avoid. Her family could be what anybody considered the perfect family, with her parents being well-known around town, her siblings being heavily involved in sports, and her being a cheerleader at her local high school. Her parents' main focus was making sure that's at least how they appeared to the public. You can see why this became such a big problem on April 26, 2017, when Skylar found out she was pregnant at a routine doctor's appointment. Skylar had been in a relationship with her boyfriend, Brandon, for a while now, and her mother felt it was important to take her to a gynecologist for an appointment to get a birth control prescription. Now, normally, when the doctors put you on birth control, they make you send in a urine sample for a quick pregnancy test before assigning you a prescription. This is exactly what Skylar had to do, and when the results came back, they were shocking. The doctor proceeded to tell Skylar that she was eight months pregnant. Skylar began to cry, and it was clear to the doctor that she had no idea she was pregnant. I don't know about you guys, but if I found out I was pregnant, I would probably freak out. But if I found out I was eight months pregnant, and like due in a month, I don't even know how I would react. She begged the doctor to not tell her mother because she was so scared and knew what her parents would think. The doctor agreed to keep it a secret as long as Skylar promised to come back for her routine prenatal appointments. Supposedly, the doctor ended up writing a prescription for birth control anyways in order to go along with Skylar's plan. I can't really verify how true this is, but it doesn't seem like a doctor would give their patient a prescription that they don't necessarily need. But on the other side, I do understand that Skylar was only 18 years old and she was absolutely terrified. And there are some studies that show that after you are pregnant, birth control doesn't necessarily harm your baby. So to Skylar's parents, they could tell something wasn't quite right with their daughter, but they didn't suspect it was anything too serious and didn't push her too much to reveal what was wrong. Now, let's rewind a little bit. Skylar had suffered from an eating disorder for the majority of her life from the time she was only 10 years old. This eating disorder developed over time as she participated in cheer and was pressured to keep her petite figure. Since she was so tiny, she was put as a flyer and it really started to affect her mentally. During an interview, her mother was asked how Skylar managed to lose so much weight and her mom replied that Skylar would force herself to throw up, and when cheerleading season was over, she would binge and purge, which is a very common practice of those who suffer from this terrible disorder. It became a problem for her friends and family to even bring up anything that had to do with weight, so they did their best to avoid the topic altogether. So when it became clear that Skylar was gaining weight, her family simply stayed quiet and assumed that she was finally gaining control over her eating disorder. 
gaining a few pounds is pretty common in the beginning of new relationships since you are going out to eat a lot, you are hanging out with that person a lot, so it wasn't anything out of the ordinary that doesn't happen to any other person. Skylar was also a very guarded and secretive person, and so it wasn't unusual for her to keep things from her friends and family. A short time after she picked out her prom dress in February, her family went on a vacation in March. She was pictured wearing a two-piece, and she looked like she was at a pretty healthy weight for her age, so her parents were very happy for her. They thought that since she was in a healthy relationship and reaching graduation, she had finally put the eating disorder behind her. As April comes around, she has the gynecologist appointment that we previously mentioned that changed her life. Since Skylar had just reached the age of 18, there was no reason for her mom to go into the room with her. After the doctor proceeded to tell Skylar that she was pregnant, she left the room in tears. And like we mentioned before, her mom was slightly confused, but understood the first time fear at the doctor's office and didn't push Skylar on the topic. Skylar never mentioned to her parents what the doctor had told her, and she kept that secret from her parents for a very long time. She also never mentioned this to her current boyfriend, Brandon, since the baby was not his, but belonged to a short-term boyfriend named Trey Johnson, who Skylar had dated before beginning her relationship with Brandon. On May 5, 2017, nine days after her gynecologist appointment, Skylar attended her senior prom with her boyfriend, Brandon. Despite being eight months pregnant, she was still able to fit perfectly into her gown she bought way back in February. When we compared the two pictures side by side, from the one in February when she ordered her dress and then in May when she wore it to prom, there wasn't a huge difference and it honestly didn't look like she was pregnant at all. There was a slight bump, but not a bump you would expect to see if someone was eight months pregnant. Prom went on as normal, and she had a lot of fun with her friends and her date. It wasn't until May 7th, two nights later, that her life would change forever. In the early hours of May 7th, Skylar woke up in intense pain and had to go to the bathroom. As she was sitting on the toilet, she proceeded to give birth to her baby with her parents and her siblings right down the hall from her. Sources say it was at this time that she actually googled on her phone how to get rid of the baby. When later questioned on how she gave birth to the baby, the first time, Skylar said that the baby kind of just fell out, but the second time, she stated that she caught the baby by the head. She also stated that she thought the baby's umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck and tried to unwrap it but was unable to do so. After the baby was born, Skylar said that she cradled her for hours waiting for her to move or make any noise. After sitting and waiting for so long, she finally decided that her baby was dead. She then walked out of the bathroom, through the house, into the backyard, grabbed a shovel, and chose a spot between two trees to bury her daughter. She dug as much as she could and then placed the baby in a shallow grave along with some pink rose petals and covered the hole with dirt. I can't even begin to understand how traumatic this whole process might have been. Again, she had only given birth like 30 minutes before, and to go outside and dig a hole, she was probably still in a lot of pain and it was very difficult, so the hole probably wasn't too deep. 
It was also at this moment that Skylar decided to give her child a name, and she named her Annabelle. The next day, Skylar went on with her normal life and told no one about what happened the night before. There were some texts that we found between her and her boyfriend briefly mentioning that she had a rough night and couldn't sleep, but stated that she felt so much happier in the morning. Skylar also went to the gym the next morning and there were text messages exchanged between her and her mom talking about how Skylar felt way better about her body and was much happier on top of a picture found on her phone at the gym of her posing in front of the mirror. Skylar's life seemed to go back to normal as she tried to put this traumatic experience behind her. About two months later, it was time for Skylar to go back to the gynecologist for her next birth control prescription. On July 12th, she went to go see a different doctor than before. However, the rest of the medical staff was aware that she had been pregnant and was past her due date. The doctor asked Skylar how her new baby was doing, and it was at this time that Skylar confessed that she had given birth to her stillborn daughter and buried her in the backyard of her home. Imagine just being that doctor for a second. I don't think I would know what to say. I don't know how I would react in that situation. I don't think there's anything I could do other than walk out of the room and call the police at that point. Soon after hearing this, the doctor immediately reported it to the police. Two days later, on July 14th, Police showed up to Skylar's home and told her parents that she wasn't in trouble, but that they just needed to bring her in for some questioning about something she may have been involved in. Later on, Skylar's father said that one of his biggest regrets was letting his daughter go off with the police without asking any questions first. About 45 minutes after intense questioning, Skylar's parents were informed of what was actually happening with their daughter, and they were in complete shock. They had absolutely no idea and went into the room with Skylar to comfort her. On the tapes in the interrogation room, Skylar is seen crying and repeatedly apologizing to her parents as they tell her how she should have just told them what was happening instead of going through all of this alone and keeping it from them. Five days later, on July 17th, the police looked where Skylar told them and found baby Annabelle's remains in the Richardson's backyard. The body was then taken to the local medical examiner's office, and it was reported that the body had actually showed evidence of charring on it. Once this jarring revelation was made, police brought Skylar right back in for further questioning. After enduring 17 rounds of questioning, Skylar changed her original story that she did nothing to her daughter and confessed that she took a lighter to the tiny body in an attempt to cremate her. And then after being questioned again if the baby made any noise at all, she then said that the baby could have made a gurgling noise when she was first born. This crucial detail changed in her story implied to the police that Skylar had done something that resulted in the death of her baby. Skylar said, I think I am the one who killed her. And this was the statement that would further incriminate her and be used against her in court. After the long hours of interrogation, she was arrested on a charge of reckless homicide and taken to jail. She was able to post bail and was sent home until the court hearing she had about two weeks later. It was at this court hearing that she was arrested for aggravated murder, involuntary manslaughter, endangerment of children, and abuse of a corpse. 
These charges were made on the motive that Skylar had murdered her baby on purpose and that it would not fit into her picture-perfect lifestyle. The picture she had taken at the gym was very incriminating evidence that hinted at the fact that Skylar only really cared about the way she looked, on top of the fact that after finding out she was pregnant, she never returned to the doctor for her routine checkups. All of this was given as evidence that she never planned on taking care of her baby in the future. She was sent to jail over the weekend until her family came up with a $50,000 bond to get her home. Her lawyers were then determined to prove her innocence by arguing a false confession that meant she didn't mean to imply she caused harm to her baby while being interrogated by the police. I was reading an article about this, and there was a psychologist who came in and interviewed Skylar, and basically the psychologist ended up diagnosing her with a mental illness that caused Skylar to comply to whatever the police said and basically admit false guilt. The baby's father was revealed to be Trey Johnson, a guy she had dated for a short period of time during the summer of 2016, but after they broke up, she ended up blocking him on all social medias. Him and his family actually found out this information and found out he was the father over Facebook. It's so unfortunate and honestly sad that him and his family both had to find out through a social media platform. I think that it could have been handled way better, and I do think that she had the time to meet up with him or send him a text or let him know at least something, and it would have caused this whole situation to be 10 times better. The overall problem with this case was the lack of evidence. On one side, we have Skylar's word and her stating that the baby was pale and stillborn. On the other side was the lack of evidence that Skylar murdered her child other than the baby's body was burned. A short time after this, the doctor actually retracted her statement and took back the claim that the baby's remains were in fact not burned. After further examination, she decided that there was no evidence that the body had been charred. Skylar remained housebound, stuck in her room, reading books and doing her best to avoid the public eye, all while counting down the days until her trial. This case ended up dragging on for another year while the prosecutors gathered up more evidence, and it wasn't until July 2019 that the state told Skylar's lawyers that they would remove the charges of aggravated murder as long as she agreed to pleading guilty for the other three charges. In this case, this would change her charge of life in prison to only 15 years without the possibility of parole. During the trial, one of her doctors stated that he believed the baby was in fact stillborn since most healthy newborns have color to them and Skylar had stated that her baby was born pale and white. He also pointed out that Skylar only gained 15 pounds during her entire pregnancy and that's why she was unaware of her pregnancy in the first place. Her eating disorder may have actually had a big impact on restricting the growth of the baby. On September 12, 2019, Skylar had her last trial and after a jury's short four hours of deliberation on what they believed she should be charged with, Skylar was officially found not guilty of aggravated murder, involuntary manslaughter, and child endangerment. In the courtroom video, you can see her true emotions come through as she broke down in tears while one of her lawyers helped her keep her balance. The one charge that she was found guilty of was the gross abuse of a corpse, and this was because she did bury her baby in the backyard. In one of the final moments of the sentencing that we can see from the court videos, 
Trey's mom is welcome up to the front for an impact statement. She claims that her son is a different person now because of how this has affected him, and she notes how old her granddaughter would be now if she were alive. Judge Donald Oda was the one to sentence Skylar to three years of probation and she was required to be supervised for those three years. After her sentencing, Skylar was allowed to address the courtroom and in her final statements she apologized multiple times and stated that she understood her punishment. It's now 2021 and Skylar has actually been released from her probation two years early. She was released for good behavior after completing only 14 months of her probation and Skylar has completed two semesters of college now and maintained a high GPA of 3.8, leading Judge Oda to believe she has not and will not violate the terms of her probation any further. Now, Skylar is currently working at the Rickers and Rickers Law Firm in Lebanon, and her attorney has stated that Skylar's main goal is to become an attorney one day. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Make sure to give this video a like, Make sure to share it with all of your friends. Follow us on all of our social media accounts. We have Instagram, a Facebook page, and our Patreon. All of it will be linked below. And make sure to come back next week for another episode of The Crime Couch.